Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is my cut and daf Yud Gimel. We are holding on daf Yud Beis Amid Beis. We are at Amar Rav Yosef, about halfway down the page. On daf Yud Beis Amid Beis, uh, the last one on the line are Amar Rav, are the last two words on the line. Uh, today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, an honor of his wife and children. It's also sponsored in memory of Max Waltuk, Mordechai Ben Asher Zelig, by Sheldon Waltuk and his family. We thank the Waltuks and uh, the Landers very much for the sponsorship. Um, and uh, the neshama of Max Waltuk should have an aliyah. So again, we are holding halfway through the page on Daf Yud Beis Amid Beis, and the Gemara is uh, is is going to uh, to discuss certain things that Amorayim did that other Amorayim were upset by that they thought that they were doing things improperly. Then we're going to have a Mishnah on the bottom of uh, of Amid Beis where it's going to talk about a Malacha of Davra Aved on Chalamoid, and uh, the Gemara is going to have a discussion whether Kansu Beno Acharav that if we're going to make a knas that if you do a malacha when you're machavin malach to lamoid, even though you're allowed to do a malacha stavara avid, you're not allowed to plan in advance that uh, I don't want to take care of it now before yantus, so I'll just wait until chalamoid. That you're not allowed to do, and if you do that, you're not allowed to get hana'a from the malacha. So the Gemara questions, okay, what about your children? Are they allowed to get hana'a from the malacha? What if the person who did the malacha dies? Can his children get hana'a from the malacha? So the Gemara is going to have several rayas, whether kansu beno achrav or lo kansu. Then the Mishnah on Amad Aleph and the ensuing Gemara is going to discuss selling things for Tzorach um, uh, and, and uh, whether the Tzorach is for the seller and if it makes a difference if the Tzorach is for the buyer. Then the Gemara is going to compare the Isra of Malacha on Chalamoid to the Isra of Malacha on Erev Pesach and Erev Yom Tov. Then the Mishnah on the bottom of uh, Amad Aleph is going, to, uh, is going to talk about moving Kalim around on Chalamoid, not an actual malacha, but excessive tircha, moving things from one place to another. Then the next mission and the ensuing Gemara is going to talk about more activities that are a tircha, but are not necessarily a full malacha. And that conversation, Brother Shem, will take us to the end of the second parak of Mesechus Moed Katan. So let's begin. We got a lot of catching up to do. Last thing we learned yesterday was that Rabbi Yudin Nesiyah went out with a signet ring on, uh, on Chalamoid, and he also drank water that was cooked by a non-Jew. And Rabbi Ami got, heard about that and he got upset about it. So I'm Rabbi Yosef, my time at Iqbid, why was Rabbi Ami upset at Rabbi Denesia? If it's because it's a, the signet ring that he went out with was not a kishut. The person is allowed to go out with things that are considered to be a kishut, that are considered to be uh, decorative. Right? That's the machlok tanayim, whether one is allowed, to, is allowed to wear a weapon on, uh, on Shabbos. Do we consider that to be a kishut or do we consider that to be not a kishut? So uh, that's machlokas tanayim in Mesech Shabbos. So that which is decorative is considered like an item of clothing you're allowed to wear. So is it because they, he was upset about the signet ring because it's not made as a kishut and therefore you're not allowed to walk out with it? Uh, but uh, Rabbi, Ami, uh, thought, Rabbi Ami thought that it's uh, muktza and, 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 and maybe and Rabbi Yudinasi didn't even walk out with it uh, to the Rosh Hashanah. He just went out to the Chatzar with it. But Rabbi Ami thought it was muktza, but Hatanya, but we learned in Rabbi Sashirun and Zamma Tabaos, different types of tachshitim, even though you're not allowed to wear them because we're afraid you're going to go out with them to the Rosh Hashanah and then you're going to take them off. They still have a din of a kli and you're allowed to carry them around a chatzar. They have a din of a kli shemlachto li'isur so you're allowed to be metal to them l'tzorach kufan l'tzorach mekoman and when you're not metal to them derech kishut you're allowed to take them out to the chatzar as well. So the chumrasa de madusha this type of signal ring also is allowed to carry l'tzorach kufan l'tzorach mekoma because it has a din of a kli 
and Rabbi Yudha Nesia carried it L'tzorok Kufa L'tzorok Mekavo so what's the Isser? And if Rabbi Abi got upset because because he was drinking water that was heated by a non-Jewish person that shouldn't be a problem that water is edible raw and it's not included in the Isser of Bishal Akum only things that are inedible raw where the Akum uh, made a real contribution to you only then is there an Isra of Bishalei Nachrim? So it says, Adam Chashuv Shaini, that it's true that there's no Isra of Bishalakum, but for an Adam Chashuv, you have to be even more Machmir uh, when it comes to things that are otherwise Mutter, so that other people won't come to learn from, uh, from his behaviors and be more Mekil than he was. So uh, it sounds from here that even though there is a Heter of, uh, by Bishalakum of Dover Nechel Kamoshu Chai, an Adam Chashuv should be more machmir about uh, things that are even if it's nachal kamoshu chai. You have a similar mice in the Gemara in Shabbos Tafnun and Aleph that Rav Nachman drank water that was heated by a nachtom nachri, and Rabbi Ami, the very same Rabbi Ami, heard about it and was upset about it. And the Gemara over there also says Rabbi Ami held that Adam Chashuv shiny that an Adam Chashuv is different. So the Chasam Sofa writes that it could be that the two stories though are a little bit different. Over there it's Mefurish in the Gemara that Rav Nachman drank the water in his house. In our sugya, it's just a stam that Rabbi Yudinasiya drank the, uh, the the water that was heated by the guy. It could be that he drank them. He drank the water in the house of the nachri. So it could be that the Gemara Masech Shabbos says, "Who suffer Adam Chashuv Shaini?" That Rabbi Ami thought to be machmir by an Adam Chashuv, even when you drink in your own house. And ain't alacha kamosa. We don't pasuk like him because an Adam Chashuv doesn't have to be so machmir. But in our sugya, the Gemara says Adam Chashuv Shaini, not who suffer Adam Chashuv Shaini. Just Adam Chashuv Shaini, because it could be that we do pask in that way, that an Adam Chashuv does has, have to at least be Machmir, Bebeso Shal Nachri. So that's a distinction the Chsam Sofer makes. That you look at the two Sugyas, you think they're telling the exact same story, that an Adam Chashuv is not allowed to drink water that was heated by a, uh, by a Nachri, but uh, says the Chsam Sofer, no, you have to be Medayik, whether the Gemara says, Who Savar Adam Chashuv Shaini, which implies that it's a Das Yachin and we don't pask in that way, or Adam Chashuv Shaini, and that we do pask in that way. Way, and uh, that's why he makes this distinction where you are, where where the Adam Chashuv is drinking the uh, the water. Obviously, we do uh, a hold of this kula of uh, That's the basis uh, why people drink coffee wherever uh, wherever they buy coffee, and they don't have they're, they're not machmed about Bishul Yisrael when it comes to uh, when it comes to coffee, because the assumption is that coffee is essentially flavored water, and water is something that it's uh, that that that, uh, that that is Nachal Chai. There's a shaila about pasteurized milk. The post can discuss that if milk is not really drinkable unless it's pasteurized. Now, it's, it's edible. It tastes delicious when it's not pasteurized, but it's somewhat dangerous if it's not uh, pasteurized. So do you say, and you assume pasteurization is Bishel, so do we require that, uh, that that it be Bishel Yisrael on the pasteurization? Because you could say, well, it's not Nechel Kemoshuchai. You wouldn't drink it without the uh, pasteurization. So that's what the post can discuss, why it is that uh, that uh, it seems that we're making when it comes to, uh, when it comes to milk. Okay, Amrav Hanan al Amarav. Kotzit Adam Dekel Vamoid. A person could cut down a Dekel tree on Chalamoid. Avil Bishen Utsarich Elul in the Sarishalo. Even though he only needs the sawdust. Alayat Allah Abayis. I got very upset about that. That's uh, the, uh, the, the Rishonim point out already that uh, that you find uh, Abaye uh, is, uh, when he gets upset about something, Gemara always calls it Layat. Layat means to curse. You have such a Lashon in Mesachas Brachas, in Mesachas Shabbos, in Psachim, in Tainus, in Kiddushin, all over the place. So Abaye is always Layat Allah. 
Abaye. So you find the Rishonim point out that there are certain Amoraim that we that we uh, uh, express themselves in a way where the Gemara uh, uses certain Lishonos to uh, to demonstrate how expressive they were about certain things. So you have such a Lashon, Layit Allah Abaye, you have Megadif Bar Rabbi Yavo, Tahi Bar Rabbi Yochanan. So those are Lashonos of Parach Rabachai. Those are Lashonos that are associated with those Amoraim. So the Gemara tells the story of Rashi, Ravashi had a, a forest in a place called Shalnia, in Iba, Bishalnia, so he went to cut down the forest on Chalamoid, and he only needed the sawdust. What do you hold that you're cutting down uh, trees in the forest? You hold your ladder to cut down trees even though you only need the sawdust? Don't you know? Abai got really upset about that. Uh, could be that he got upset about that, but I'm not choshesh for what he says. I don't think I don't agree. So uh, at that point, when he said, I don't really care because I disagree, a, a, the blade of the axe came off and it almost cut his arm off. So Ravashi realized that this happened because he violated the klala of Abaye. So Shavke. So he said, you know what? N- enough chopping for today. And then he, he went back home because he saw that it was, uh, it was dangerous for him. So the question is, how do you interpret that story? So Rashi uh, writes that, uh, that, that, uh, that, that when he saw that the, uh, that the axe handle came off, Ravashi understood that he shouldn't have been mezalzel in Rav Shila in such a way to cut the forest in front of him when he holds that it's usher to do. And therefore, Ravashi left the forest during that time and he didn't cut it down. After Rav Shila left, uh, so probably Ravashi went back and started cutting again. He started chopping the forest again. Meaning, Ravashi didn't change his mind and say, oh, we must paskal like Abaye. He just realized that it was a chutzpah to go against Rav Shila right in front of his face. So he waited till Rav Shila left. That's how Rashi understands according to one interpretation. The Beis Yosef writes that it could be Ravashi did not change his mind from uh, you know to, to agree with Abaye, but he understood that being mezazel in the covet of Abaye uh, and saying lo svirily and then going and actively doing a maisa against Abaye was improper and therefore he didn't do it at that moment. So that's always a question. When something happens like min ha-shamayim, a simen min ha-shamayim, so do, how do you take it? Do you, t- do you take it as a simen that you're paskening wrong? So no, loba shamayim he. If you're confident in your psak, that's the psak. The simen shamayim said it's not tarecharetz to uh, flaunt the psak in front of other people. That's what it seems to be according to that interpretation of Rashi and the Beis Yosef. So Gemara brings another case of a lot of malacha that they're matu for, for for a minor tzorech. Review the shara the maker kit meaning just like chopping down a forest where all you need is the sawdust. That's a lot of malacha for a small uh, need. Rav Yudah Shara Lemakar Kitana, Rav Yudah allowed uprooting pishtan on chalamoid, ulimiktal kashusa, and to cut uh, vegetables that are called kashus, a uh, type of vegetable on chalamoid, ulimakar shumshmi, and to uproot se- uh, sesame seeds. So I'm going to buy the Rav Yosef. Bish, lamikitna chazil chafifa. I understand what you need the pishtan for. You can cover up uh, food with it on, on chalamoid. And kashusa chazil shikhra. And the kashus are hops that you need to make beer. El shumshmi, but uh, sesame, lamai chazi, what are you going to use them for anyway? So chazi lenazye de ispuhu. They're good for the sesame seeds that they have where you can make uh, se- sesame oil out of them on chalamoid. So the Gemara brings a maisa to t- tell us uh, that you have to be very careful when you're making about doing malach on chalamoid. Rabbiani avalehu pardes. Rabbiani had a, a vineyard. Demata zimni bechol demoda. came time to harvest the vineyard on chalamoid. So katve uh, le, le shana shayua sh- sh- uh, sh- 
So he, uh, so he he harvested the vineyard, and then the next year, uh, all the, uh, the the uh, the the people who owned vineyards waited to harvest their vineyards until Cholamoid, and that's against the din because if you have the opportunity to do it beforehand, you're not allowed to push it off to to Cholamoid. That's called mechaving the malach to Lamoid. So after Rabbi Yanai the Pardisei, Hayishata Rabbi Yanai was mafkir his Pardis that year because he realized that uh, that that by being makil to a certain extent, everyone learned to be making way more than that. As Rav Shachter, whenever he speaks at the Chag HaSmicha in NYU, he always says that, uh, that you know, the, the concept of a Baal Nefesh being Machmir, the concept of uh, when a person is a Rav, you always have to be a little more Machmir, because whatever you're going to be making on, the Balabatim are going to be a little more making. They're going to assume, oh, that's for the Rabbi. And so if you only keep the Ikara Din, they're going to keep less than the Ikara Din. So a person has to have, uh, when you're in a position uh, where other people are going to be looking at the behavior, a person has to have certain Chumras. Okay, Mishnah, Machlis on the Peros of Ganavim. Person is allowed to bring his Peros in on Chalamoe to protect them from Ganavim. Shola Pishtonim in a Mishra Bishul Shalotovad. You're allowed to take your flax out of the soaking waters in order that it shouldn't get ruined. As long as you don't push it off to Chalamoe to Dafka do it then because you don't have time beforehand. Vukulam, give them Lachtabamoid, Yovdu. And if you are Machabim Lachtabamoid, there is a Knas that you're not allowed to get Hanoa from that Malacha. So says Gemara Tanu that the Brysa says you have to bring it bitsina into your house because you don't want other people to see and to be even more makel. Rav Yosef Yosef had certain uh, beams of wood that he was afraid they were going to get stolen. He brought them in in broad daylight. So Abayi says, how could you do it in broad daylight? Don't you know that you have to do it bitsina? So He says the most tsunuara way to do this, this particular activity is during broad daylight. Because at nighttime it would take more people to do the job since it's not as easy to see where you're going, and you would need people to hold lights for you, to hold torches for you. So Shamilsa, that would be a much noisier and public thing. So therefore, the most sanua way to do this is to do it during broad daylight. So I am doing it, Pitsina, to the extent possible. The Mishnah said you could take your flax out of the soaking pool. So we said that if you are yovdu, then you're not allowed to get benefit from it. So what about a person's and then he dies? Are his children allowed to get benefit from that malacha? So the Gemara says, well, let's look at other areas of halacha where there's a knas on a person and see, does that knas extend to one's children? Meaning the halacha is you're not allowed to create a mum on a bukhar animal. Bukhar animal has kedusha, but you're allowed to eat it in a normal way if it develops a mum. But you're not allowed to make a mum on the animal, and there's a knas that if you do make a mum on the animal, you're not allowed to benefit from it. So what about if a person made a mum on the animal and then he dies? Do his children uh, have a knas? So if you're going to say, well, yeah, there's a knas over there, but maybe that's only because it's in a sedar raisa. But over here we're talking about melechus chalamoid, which is only derabanan. Wait a second, melechus chalamoid is only derabanan? Isn't that a major machlokas rishonim? So Tosos and the Rambam say, yeah, exactly. That's our point. You see, Beferish in this Gemara. Melechus Chalamoid is only Drabanan. Rashi says, no, no, no. Melechus Chalamoid is Daraisa. We're talking over here about if you did a Davar Aved. It's just that you were Mechavin Melech That's a Drabanan. To Dafka wait until Chalamoid to do your Davar Aved. That's only Asr Mid Drabanan.
So maybe we're not Kodesh Spino Achra. So it's more okay, let's bring another idea. There is a Knas that a person sells his uh, Evid to an Ovid Chavim. It's also to do that because uh, you're being Mafkia him from Mitzvahs. And Evid Kanani goes through a partial Gerus and he's Chayiv in Mitzvahs Kiisha. When you sell him to an Ovid Chavim, he's not going to be able to perform any Mitzvahs. So what if you sell, so there's a Knas that if you sell him to an Ovid Chavim and then he runs away, he escapes from that Ovid Chavim, you're not allowed to be Meshabit him anymore. You're not allowed to take him back as an Evid. So if you say maybe over there we make a canast that even after the person who sold him dies, he's still not, even the children are not allowed to be Meshabed that Evid if he runs away from the Nachri uh, owner. Maybe that's because when you sell your Evid to a Nachri every day you're taking him away from the Mitzvah and he's Chayiv in Kiisha and when he's by the Nachri he's not able to be Mekayiv those Mitzvah. So maybe that's why the Chamer so Machmir. But Hachamai, but over here where you're machavim lachta the moed, what's the din about the child? Gavra kanis rabbanon v'al they say. Do we say that it's this fellow that the rabbanon made the knas on, and this fellow's not here in this world anymore? Or maybe no, maybe the knas is on the mamon, and the mamon is still here. So Amalei Tanisua. So Rabbi Zeir responds, Rabbi Yirmiya, we have a mishnah masecha shviyas that should solve this issue for us. Sodashin eskavtsabeshviyas. If you have a field that you took removed the thorns from dirt during the Shemitah year. So you're not allowed to do that during the Shemitah year, but you're still allowed to plant that field the, the, the following year and there's no knas on account of the Yisra that you did. But Nitaiva, on Nidaira, if you fertilize the field or you, uh, the, the, you, you are fertilized it by bringing animals in to, uh, to, to uh, produce, you know, to produce fertilizer, then, you're not, then the Chacham made a knas that you're not, to plant, you're not allowed to plant that field on Masai Shviyas. Even though those malachas are only Asamid Rabbanan, the Chamur Machmir, because they're malach that's done on the Karka, as opposed to removing the thorns from a field which is not Avodas HaKarka. V'am Rabbi Yosef Rechanina, Naktina Neitiva Vameis, Benozora. That even though a person does this and he dies, even though a person who does this is not allowed to plant the field the following year, if he does it and then he dies, his child is allowed to plant the field the following year. Oh, so Amal, Lididei Kansar Rabbanan, Lebrelo Kansar Rabbanan. So there's our raya that the Kanas is only on the person himself, not on the child. So when it comes to being Mechavim Lach Tzbemoed as well, they only made a Kanas on him. They didn't make a Kanas on the child. Amr Abayi Naktinan, Abayi says, we have a Kabbalah that Timi Tarosav, if a person is Metami someone else's Taros, he takes a Kohen's Truma and uh, he's Metami it, so the Kohen's not allowed to eat it anymore. Vemes, and then that person dies, Lo Kansu We don't make a Kanas on the child to have to pay back that Nezek. This is what we call a Hezek She'eno Nikr. It's not a physical Hezek, it's a spiritual Hezek, because uh, the, the food looks exactly the same. It just happens to be Tame. So there's a Kanas that you have to pay for a Hezek She'eno Nikr. But the child will not have to pay for the Hezek She'eno Nikr. My time, Hezek She'eno Nikr. Lo Shmei Hezek. It's a Hezek She'eno Nikr. It's not called the real Hezek. So the Didei Kansarabanan, the Brelo Kansarabanan. So the Kanas was only made on the fellow himself who did the Hezek She'eno Nikr. The Kanas was not made on the offspring of that fellow. New Mishnah now. You're not allowed to buy uh, houses or avadim or animals unless it's l'tzorah hamoed uh, to, to buy a house to live in, never to, to, to work with a behemoth to shecht. Or it has to at least be for the sake of the mocher if the mocher doesn't 
doesn't have what to eat. In Shulchanach, we paskin, it's la dafke in lamayochal, it means he needs a little more money for tzorche amoit. So he's going to spend a little more on yamtuf, so he needs a little more money for tzorche amoit. It doesn't have to be that his mom is starving. So now the, the Mishnah said that if ain't lamayochal, you're allowed to sell. So by minei rabbi rabbi nachman, schar lamayochal amahu. That's if the seller doesn't have what to eat. What about you have a worker that doesn't have what to eat? Are you allowed to hire him to work for you for his own benefit because he needs the money? Not because the balabas needs the money. The, the worker that you're hiring. So Amalei Tanine says, we have a Mishnah that you're allowed to buy things at Tzorach HaMod, old Tzorach HaMochar, She'en Lomayochal. So adding She'en Lomayochal is Lechora extra because it's Pasha that it's Tzorach HaMod of the Mocher is because he doesn't have what to eat. What other Tzorach is there for the Mocher on Chal uh, So it shouldn't have said that. So Lasuyimai, what's it coming to add with those extra words? Lav Lasuyi, Scharpula. Isn't it coming to tell me this exact case that hiring a worker uh, when he doesn't have what to eat, when he needs a little bit of extra money, is also going to be mutter. So Rav says, nah, that's not a raya. I'm lay low. Don't be poshed the suffix from there. The town is just being mefarish, the din of mechiru, the tzorach of the mocher. What's the case of tzorach hamoed mitzad, the mocher, where he doesn't have what to eat on moed. So, but, uh, so, but it could be that schar pu'ula is still going to be aser. So Yisrael Abayi, Abayi challenges Rav, why do you say that you can't be poshed the suffix? We're going to have a mission on Daf Ches that says, ain't kosvin shtarichov b'moed. You're not allowed to write a shtarichov on chal moed because you could just write it after Yom Tov Vimeinu Mamino and if the Malva doesn't trust the Lova without a star and the Lova needs the money Oshein Lomayochal or the Lova doesn't have what to eat and he needs the money in order to be able to buy stuff for, Chalama, for, for Yom Tov Hareza Yichtov then you are allowed to write a star Shein Lomayochal so when it says Shein Lomayochal that's extra because it says if he does if, uh, if, if, because uh, e- even if he does have what to eat but the Malva doesn't trust him you're allowed to write because it's a Dover Aved so what's Shein Lomayochal coming to tell me isn't it Dafka coming to tell me this exact case that when the Malva does trust the Lova but the Sofer the, the, the scribe who writes the Shtaros could use the money you could use the Parnasa for Yom Tov, that you're allowed to do that just to provide the scribe you're allowed to write the Shtar just to pr- provide the scribe with a little bit of uh, Parnasa so you see that Scharpula is Takamutr Shmamina so says more yeah okay good so that's a good Raya that Scharpula is in fact Mutr so Rav Shesh is now asked Rabbi most of Rav Shesh so Rav Sheish says, well, wait a second. The Mishnah tells us in Meseches Pesachim and Daphne, hey, when it comes to the Yisra of doing Malacha on Erev Pesach, before Chatzos, that there are three Malachos that Osin Malacha Ba'arve Pesachim, that are allowed to do Malacha, begin doing their Malacha on Erev Pesach, even in a place where the Minig is, is in Pergamakam Shanag, where the, the Mishnah says, a place where the Minig is not to do Malacha, you're not supposed to do Malacha. So even in a place where the Minig is not to do Malacha the entire day of Erev Pesach, even until Chatzos, these people are allowed to do Malacha. And who are these people? Hachayotin, Asaparin, Vakovsin. The tailors and the barbers and the launderers. Hachayotin, Shekein Hediotopar Kedako Becholoshomoed. The raya that a uh, tailor is allowed to do Malacha because a regular person who's not an Uman is allowed to sew things on Chalamoed. Hasaparin, Vakovsin, Shekein Abalbim, Dinsiyama, Yotin, Besasurum, Mutar, Lasapar, Lachabis, Becholoshomoed. And the reason barbers and uh, launderers are allowed to do Malacha on Erev Pesach up until Chatzos because we find a heter on Chalamoid that if a person just got out of jail on Chalamoid and couldn't take care of these things before Yom Tov, you're allowed to do these malachas on uh, Chalamoid. So now Rav Shesh asks, If all you need to be makil to do a malacha on Erev Pesach is to say there's some way that it's mutter to do these malachas on Chalamoid, 
Every malacha has some way it's mutter to do in a cholamayit, as long as you have scharpula, as long as you have a poel who needs the money. So if you're going to tell me that you have a heter called, that when a poel needs the money, you're allowed to hire him to do whatever you want. So every malacha has a on cholamayit, and therefore every malacha should be mutter in Arab Pesach. So from Rav Sheshit's kasha, it sounds that he holds that the reason we allow chayatim and saparim and kovsim to do malacha in Arab Pesach is because there is some heter on cholamayit. So any malacha that has any heter to do on cholamayit, in uh, any circumstance, you're allowed to do an Erev Pesach in all circumstances, because apparently Erev Pesach is more kal than Chalamoid. So the Gemara now challenges that svara and says, nah, that's not the real reason for that. It's not that Erev Pesach is so much more kal that if it's ever mutter and Chalamoid, it's always mutter and Erev Pesach. Masra Papa, Elameata, if that's the case, that even without a, a heter of Asiyas Melacha on Moed for a pole, Shein Lameyachal, Binyan Lishtari, it should be mutter to build on Erev Pesach, Shekin Kosla Hagoa Lerushos Harabim, so Surabonu Kedakum Neasakana, because after all, there is a heter on Cholamoid, even without this Schar Pu'ula Svara. If you have a wall that's uh, threatening to fall and damage say, and hurt someone and be a Sakana in the Rosh Hashanah, you're allowed to build it on Cholamoid. So here you have a case where it's mutter to do a Malach on Cholamoid, so it should always be mutter to do an Erev Pesach. Maskar Ravina, Elamayata Lavla Lishtari, you should be allowed to, a scribe should be allowed to write. On uh, on Erev Pesach, she came close to Kiddushin Hashem because you're allowed to write Shtari Kiddushin when you're Makadish Nisha B'Shtar and Gitten V'Shover, and you're allowed to write Gitten and you're allowed to write a Shover if a Lova doesn't want to pay his Chov unless he gets a receipt for it. You're allowed to write it because maybe after the regal he's not going to be able to find uh, the, the he's not going to have the ability to get paid back. So why are these things also to do on Erev Pesach? So you see that the main reason they were matted these Malachas on Erev Pesach is uh, not because uh, they, there's some way that it could be Mutra because everything has some some way that it's mutter and chalamoid. Elo amar avashi moed arba sakaramis. The hetor melacha and chalamoid. You can't ask a stiru between that and the hetor melacha on erev pesach. Moed mishum tirchahu. Moed the issue is that you shouldn't be toreach and be memait in the simchas haregel. But makom pseida shar rabbanon. Therefore, if it's a case of loss, the rabbanon are going to be makil so that you don't have to be worried about the loss of money and prevent yourself, hold yourself back from simchas yamtov. So anything that's for simchas yamtov, like schar puula. They're going to allow. Our boss, Mishum Sorch Yom Tovu, the Yisr Melacha on Erev Pesach is so that you'll be free in order to prepare properly for, for Yom Tov. You're not going to be caught up in doing other Melachas, but it's not because of Tircha and Amal, because it's not Yom Tov, it's Chol, it's a weekday, it's Erev Yom Tov. So Midi Tzorch Yom Tov, Sharu Rabbanan, anything that itself is Tzorch Yom Tov, like getting a haircut, like washing your clothing, like tailoring your clothing, so all that Rabbanan are Mekel. Midi Tzorch Yom Tov, Yom Tov, Losh. Rabban, but that which is not a Tzorich Yom Tov, the Rabban are not Mekelan. So the main reason the Chamur allow Melacha uh, and Erev Yom Tov is not because Erev Yom Tov is more Kal than Cholamoid, and therefore anything that's ever Mutter on Cholamoid is always going to be Mutter on uh, Erev Yom Tov. No, the main reason they allow these things in Erev Yom Tov is because all these things are a Tzorich Yom Tov. So you can't ask uh, on Abaye, like Rav Sheshus wanted to ask, that if Schar Pu'ula is really Mutter on Cholamoid, then, uh, then every Melacha should be Mutter on Erev Pesach. No, it's two totally different conversations. One has nothing to do with the other. Okay, new Mishnah now. You're not supposed to move 
uh, grain or kalim that are not from one house to another that's far away from it because that's an excessive tircha on chalamoid but you're allowed to move it to, out to the chatzah so the Gemara is going to explain why you're not allowed to bring kalim from the uman's house on chalamoid when you don't need them for the moed but if you're afraid they're going to get stolen you can bring them to a chatzah that's close to the base of uman where they'll at least be prote- protected because that the chum were mekel b'makom hefzid but you shouldn't bring them all the way to your house because that's an excessive tircha. So the Mishnah says you're allowed to move the kalim from a bayis to a chatzar. So the Gemara understands that's even from a bayis to a different chatzar, from a bias in a different chatzar to your own chatzar. But didn't the Reisha say that you're not allowed to move it? So it sounds like me bias to a chatzar that's far away from it because uh, there's no reason to be mechalik between moving from one house to another house and moving from uh, one house to a bias in a chatzar. So the Reisha and the Sefer associate each other. So I'm a bias. Sefer is on the bias Shebechatzer. No, the Sefer that's Mekel is only to a bias in that very same Chatzer, not to a bias in some other Chatzer. We said you're also not allowed to bring Kalim from the base of Uman. So I'm a Papa. Badiklan Rava. Rava tested us in order to sharpen us. Tana, and he said the Mishnah says, because there's a Mishnah Psachim that says, that you are allowed to bring Kalim from the even though it's not so why Rava asked us this question so the Talmudim answered right away what are you talking about the Mishnah Pesachim is talking about Erev Pesach we're talking about Hilchos Chalamoed or we could answer maybe even the Mishnah Pesachim is talking about Chalamoed but the, our Mishnah is talking about where you trust the Uman that even if you pay him on Moed and you leave the Kli by him he's not going to ask you for payment a second time but maybe the Mishnah Pesachim where we're more makel to transport the item from the base of Uman is talking about where you don't trust the Uman and you think he's going to ask for payment a second time but Tanya said the Gemara brings a Raya to this chilik between Ma'amino and Eino Ma'amino that we have a Brisa Mevi and Kelim Mevesa Uman this Fatanya is uh, Benichusa meaning it's a uh, Rashi points out on top Siyua sometimes uh, most often Vatanya is a Kasha but over here it's not a Kasha it's a Raya Vatanya Mevi and Kelim Mevesa Uman Kigon Kad Mevesa Hakadar you're allowed to take Kelim from Mevesa Uman like a pot from the potter Vekos Mevesa Zagag or a glass from the glacier is that what they call a glazer whatever the guy who makes glass Avalot Semer Mevesa Tzaba but you're not allowed to bring wool from the dire velo kalim me base uman nor kalim from the uman because it's a tircha that's not a tzorchamoid vimeinlo mayochal but if the uman doesn't have what to eat no sinoskari you could pay him umenichvatsa but leave the the stuff with him vimeinlo ma'amino but if you don't trust him and you think he's going to ask you for the money again manichav base asamuchlo then put it in a bias that's near where the uman lives im choshisam shemiyigunivor if you're afraid it's going to get stolen if you leave it there then mavin mitzinu betach beso then you could bring a mitzinu into your house so you see that there is a chiluk between bringing in Kalim uh, when you trust the guy and when you don't trust the guy. That even Kalim that you're not allowed to bring in Besu Uman, if you don't trust the guy, you are allowed to bring them. So uh, that's how we're Yashiv, the stira between our Mishnah and the Mishnah Mesachas Psachim. So ask the Gemara, Terats the Mavian. You answered the stira as far as Mavian. Then in Psachim it says that you're Mavian Kalim Besu Uman. Our Mishnah says Ain Mavian. But Malichim Kasha, the Mishnah Mesachas Psachim says you're allowed to be Malich Kalim, bring the Kalim to the Besu Uman. And our Mishnah says you're not allowed to do Katani. 
because it says in our Mishnah, you're not allowed to bring it back home, so for sure you're not allowed to bring it to the base of Uman, because that's a tircha and you can't answer that the Mishnah Pesachim is talking about the Balabayis that you don't trust, and who doesn't trust the Uman, because uh, the Din of Ein Malichin is talking about where the Kli is already in your Rishos, it's not in the Rishos of the Uman, so it must be the first answer was the right answer, that the difference between the Mishnah Pesachim Pesach, and our Mishnah Pesachim was talking about Erev Pesach, we're talking about Chalamoid, and they have two totally different uh, sets of halachos uh, for Erev Pesach and for Chalamoid. Okay, new Mishnah, again, continuing to discuss things that aren't quite a malacha, but involve excessive tears. You're allowed to cover your uh, figs with straw uh, so that uh, to protect them from the rain. Rabbi Yudomer Af Ma'avin, that you're even allowed to be Ma'avin. We'll have to see what that means. The Gemara is going to distinguish what Mechafin versus Ma'avin means. Mokre Peros, Ksus, Vekelim, Mokre Betzin If you're selling Peros or clothing or Kelim, you're allowed to sell them Betzinah for the sake of Moed, but you're not allowed to sell them Shalol Tzorach So even a Mechiru Tzorach it has to be done betzinah because you're afraid that people are going to see you selling and they're going to think that even shalom it's mutter. Hatsayadin shoshos, people who trap birds and uh, and chayos and fish for food, right? Hunters and deshoshos, people who crush grain to make uh, porridge or whatever. Vagarosos, people who uh, crush beans for uh, for uh, some type of uh, dish. Osin betzinah They're allowed to do that malacha betzinah for the sake of the mohid. Rabbi Yossi Yomer that uh, the mochrim and the balei malacha that the Mishnah mentioned are machmir by, about doing these malachas on Moed and we'll see what exactly that means in what way were they machmir so anyway so the, the, we had a machlokstan Tanakam common review in our Mishnah what are you what, what you're allowed to do with your figs that are out in the field are you allowed to be mechape or even ma'ave so mechape means you put a few branches that are somewhat distant from each other it's not a really good cover ma'aben asmuchim Ma'aben means you pack it on tightly so that it's really, really covering the figs. No, mechapen means you cover however, even if you cover really well. Ma'aben means also so come in kri. Ma'aben means that you gather all of the ktsios into one pile so that the, 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 ones, the, the top ones will protect the bottom ones. It's not only that you're covering it with straw, covering it with something else, you're covering it with themselves because you're piling them up. And we have a price that says just like that the Rebidu says Ma'aben means also so come in Kri Mokri Peres Ksus Kseil Mokri Betzina so Yibailu says we have a Shaila Heinech Mir Al-Atzman Dlava Avdi Klal when the Mishnah said that the Mokri were Machmir Al-Atzman what does that mean? does that mean they didn't even do it Betzina? so Rebiosi is more Machmir than the Tanakama who at least allows doing it Betzina or Dilma Dhavu Avdi Betzina or maybe Rebiosi is saying that the Balei Amlacha were extra Machmir to only do it Betzina and not to do it Befarasya in which case Rebiosi is really being Mekel, because the Tanakhama says, Min Hadin, they have to do a Pitsina. And Rabbi Yossi says, Nah, it's a nice Chumrah that they had to do a Pitsina, but it's not a requirement, Min Hadin. So which is it? Is Rabbi Yossi being more Mekel or more Machmir? So Toshima says, Where we'll bring a Raya. Mok repairs Kususkel Mokhum Pitsina, the Zorchamoid, Rabbi Yossi Omer, Tagre Teveria. Rabbi Yossi says that the Mok repairs and Kususkel Kalim that were in Teveria, Hein Ichmiru al Atzman, Shloyu Mokhum Kaliger. He spells it out. What were they Machmir? to do, not even to sell Betzinah. Tzadik is also to dog and Tzadik Yeah, people who, uh, who are hunters, they're allowed to do their job. Betzinah L'Tzadik HaMoed. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Tzadik HaKo, Heinu Chimir Al-Atzman, Shloyu Tzadik Kaliker. They wouldn't do it at all. The people who make porridge and other 
dishes are allowed to do but sinal tsarkhamid rabiosim with shoshi tsipore heina khmira latsun shloidoshim kol iker in each case we see the rabiosim is more machmir than the tanakam and he says that they were machmir that they were knowing not to do it bikhlal so amar bai khilka what does it mean to make wheat into khilka it means khadal tarti means to cut each of each kernel of wheat into two pieces and targis is khadal plus it's cut into three pieces tiski is khadal arbaz to cut it so finely that it's into four pieces kesar of dimi amar kunta that khilka is not a khita but it's kosemes it's a different grain that you're cutting up so mesve khilka targis tiski tmein bekal makam then makabal tuma wherever you are because you can't do them without you can't do these jobs without soaking them in water water is machshir lekabal tuma so even though stam solas that you have in villages is not makabal tuma because the bnei akfarim are not makbid to have a solas nikia so they don't uh, clean the the kernels of wheat before they grind it up but by chilka targus and tisni it's not possible to do this job without soaking it in water so even in kfarim you have to assume that it became hukshul lekabal tuma so bisham the man yamarayis and the brayis very well chadul tatil tassel arba mishum achitmein bekal makom that it's talking about cutting up the kernels into different uh, uh, tiny pieces so I understand why we assume that it's uh, that it's always going to be tummy discussion because it obviously had to come in contact with water because there's no way to cut it unless you soaked it first kunta. but if you hold that it's kosemes and it's not cut up wheat it's kosemes I might main then why should it always be tummy who said that it ever came in contact with water um, we're not talking about where you cut something up into tiny pieces so there's a, there's no hechrich to say that it was ever soaked so the Gemara answers when Rav Dimi says that chilka is kosemes it means kigon de mikalfan it's talking about where the seeds of the kosemes are peeled it's impossible to peel them without soaking them first so it's also something that has to have come in contact with water why would they call kosemes that's peeled a chilka because they take the peel off which is a, a portion of it so chilka means that they took a chilak of it off they, by, by peeling it so Meisvei the Gemara asks another kashan Rav Dimi had no dermenadagan. A person takes a neder that he's not going to get any hanoa from any dogon asher apapola mitzriyavesh. He's also not allowed to get hanoa from uh, from a certain type of uh, dr- of bean when it's dry. That anything that's the derech to make it to make a pile out of it like a goren is called dogon. Even a pula mitzri it doesn't have to be one of the chameshes mine dogon umutabalach. But a pula mitzri that's moist he's allowed to because they would never make a dogon out of it. They would never pile it up in the field umutabalores and he's allowed to get hanoa from ores because rice is not a min dogon and Bechilka Vitargus Vitisni. And he's also muttered to get Hanoa from Chilka Targus and Tisni, because they're not also oh, they're also not included in Dagan. So Bish, some Lamanyamchadati Khadul Tas Khadalar Ba Shapir. I understand very well if this means that you cut up weed into tiny pieces. I understand the Nafkalumitaras Dagan. That once you uh, you cut them in these ways, it's not considered a uh, Dagan anymore, because wheat that has changed is no longer called Dagan. It's now called Dashishin or something else. Even though they wouldn't uh, pile them up in the uh, uh, and, and they wouldn't pile them uh, the, them up in the in the field. But if you hold that uh, the chilka just means kosemes, a peeled piece of kosemes, that is a real dagan. Kosemes is a type of chita, meaning all of the chameshes mini dagan fit into really two categories. There's chita saorim, and then shibal shol. All the others are in the categories of chita or saorim. So this is a type of wheat. It's uh, the seed of the and, and it's their, their garin. So why, if you're not in a dagan, are you allowed to get enough from? 
kusma. So kasha. So that's taka kasha on the interpretation that it in fact means kusma. So then the Mishnah said that mochre perus ksusa kelim could be mochre betsina litzorich hamoed. So the Gemara says, is there ever a case where they could even be mochre befarhesia? So Avuna Sharlu Lahanu Karufiasa, he allowed those people who would sell uh, spices, Lamezel Luzmunikir Chayu Bushuka, to sell them the normal way on, uh, on, on, on Moed, the way they would normally during the weekday in the Shuk Befarhesia. Says Rav Kana, so Rav Kana challenged Rav Huna that the Brisa says that Chanus Psuchel Estav, that if you have a store that opens up into a small Rechava uh, 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 that's in front of the houses that's surrounded by benches and people go there to sit, Posech Benol Kedarko, you can open and close in the normal way because it's Pasuach to Umakom Tznua, so it's not a Farhesia type of sale. Psuchel Rushasaram, but if you have a storefront that opens into Rushasaram, Posech Achas Benol Achas, you can only open one door and leave the other door closed. You have to do it a little bit different than you would throughout the rest of the year so that it should be recognizable that you're only selling L'Tzorah HaMoed, that it's like a partial opening so that people could realize it's, it's only L'Tzorah HaMoed. Ve'erev Yom Tov Achron Shalchag Motziyu Ma'ater Eshuki Ha'ir Beperos. And Erev Yom Tov of the last days of, of, of Yom Tov, the last day of Chalamoed, you could take out all the Peros so that the whole uh, street is full of Peros and you sell it before Yom B'Shvil Kvod Yom Tov Achron for the sake of the Kvod Yom Tov Achron. Ooh, so Mepnei Kvod Yom Tov Achron in Shalom Nei Kvod Yom Tov Achron. No, it sounds like it's only because of the Kavod Yom Tov Achron. But short of that, you're not allowed to just sell Bifarhesya on Chalamoid. So it's a Kashan Rav Hunu who allowed the people who were selling Tavlin to sell Bifarhesya even on the rest of the days of Chalamoid. Says more low Kasha. Habipiri Habitavlin. When the Bryce says you're not allowed to sell Bifarhesya, that's talking about payrolls that are still going to uh, exist after uh, Chalamoid, after Yom Tov, and you could sell it then. When Rav Hunu allowed the sellers of Tavlin, that's talking about types of Tavlin that are not going to last very long. And everyone knows that uh, they have to buy them with Tzorah HaMoed, no one's going to be Choshed. So therefore it's mutter to sell them, even in a Farhesia situation. Hadron Lach Misha Hafach, we're all caught up now, Be'ezashem, tomorrow we'll pick up with the beginning of the third parak of Mesechah's Moed Katan. Everyone have a great day. Thank you very much. Thank you.